Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Crypto Business Podcast, helping you navigate the frontier of crypto. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Crypto Business Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzer, and this is the podcast for innovative thinkers who want to know what works in the world of Web3. Today, it's just me and you. And by the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. We've got some amazing stuff coming your way. Let's transition to this week's bonus episode with me. Helping you to simplify your crypto journey. Here is this week's expert guide. In today's special episode, we're going to explore what makes really successful NFT projects tick. I think you're absolutely going to love it. I'm going to give you some interesting insight from my perspective. And these are investments that I or my company have made in these NFT projects. This is not investment advice. I'll also give you a quick update on the crypto business conference. So we are in the middle of what a lot of people are calling a crypto winter. You know, as of today, when I'm recording this July 20th, Ethereum has popped up to about $1,550. Bitcoin has hit a nice little peak of 23560 bucks off of lows that were, you know, below 20000 for Bitcoin and below 1000 for Ethereum not so long ago. And we're also in the midst of this crazy time where a lot of people, a lot of economists are talking about the fact that we're going to possibly enter into a global recession. So what do you do when you're in the middle of really uncertain times and you are thinking about starting an NFT collection or you already have an NFT project and you're really concerned that everybody's just going to go ahead and sell everything. So here's what I have seen some of the best projects do. What I plan to share with you is what I've seen these collections are doing to keep their community super, super activated. Now, I have invested in a lot of NFT projects. I mean, I've invested way more money than I care to admit, but I have multiple investments in VFriends, Moonbirds, the Bulls and Apes project. I have a single Mutant Ape, which was very expensive, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. I've got a bunch of World of Women Galaxy, Karma Monkey, The Association, which is the NFL drop, PXN Ghost Division, Lazy Lions, Murray by Haas, The Walking Dead, Impact Theory, and a bunch of others. The ones that I'm mentioning here, I've either invested significant amount of money in, well, actually a lot of money in all of these, no matter how you slice it. In some cases, I own a lot of these NFTs. So when you've done and invested in hundreds of NFTs as I've done, you begin to notice things that some are doing that are really awesome and that others are not doing at all. And there's really um, two particular projects 
that I feel most connected with, that I'm the most bullish on. And I'm going to share what they're doing and what really, really works and why they're doing it because I think you're going to find it really, really fascinating. But before I do, I want to give you a quick update. Uh, The Crypto Business Conference, for those that don't know, that's our conference coming in October of 2022. And it's all about Web3 NFTs and really helping creators, entrepreneurs, and marketers understand how to tap into this world of Web3. Now, you know, my original vision was this was going to be a massive, massive conference. And the truth is that it's not going to be a massive, massive conference. I've had to scale back my vision. For those of you that have been listeners to my other show, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, you know I put on a really big event called Social Media Marketing World that we've been doing for 10 years. And this is not going to be that big of an event. And the reason it's not going to be that big of an event is because what I mentioned earlier, we're in the middle of kind of a season of uncertainty in the world of Web3. Not as many people are going to be coming to events, but this is an opportunity for my team to create something really exciting and intimate and smaller. So rather than having thousands upon thousands of people attending this event, we're talking about hundreds of people are going to be at this event. We're aiming for 500, give or take, you know, a couple of hundred as kind of our vision of where we're going to go with this thing. And as a result of making a smaller event, it allows us to do things that we simply cannot do when we're doing a bigger event. And I'm really excited about the possibility, and we haven't made the decision internally as we're going to do this, but we're close to making this decision, that we're thinking about doing a one-track experience. And what's great about a one-track experience is it allows you to basically stay in a single space. If you've ever been to these bigger conferences like Social Media Marketing World, it's all over the San Diego Convention Center, right? And you've got to travel all the way across what seems like a, you know, practically an airport terminal to get to the other side of the thing or up and downstairs to expo areas. We're going to build the whole thing in one humongous space, which is going to create a lot of awesome connection opportunities because I believe that's one of the most important things that we need right now in this world of Web3 because it's super confusing. And when you come to this event, you're going to want to hopefully meet people that are like you or be able to actually have an environment that you could sit down in and actually chat with people that share common interests. And we're building this space and we're calling it the networking plaza. And inside of this space, I want you to imagine a bunch of round tables that are in the center of everything. And you can go sit at these tables and they're labeled by interests and themes and numbers and you can establish your own little gatherings there. And you can just sit around the table, literally in a space that's designed to help you connect with people. Now, I might have mentioned this in some of the other bonus episodes. I've been going to a lot of events lately. I've been to three different events in the Web3 space. None of them were optimized for networking. I mean, literally none of them. There was literally nowhere to go to have connections, to have conversations. You had to stand at the top of an escalator as people were swirling past you. It just was nuts. So we're engineering something very, very different. And I feel like that's going to be a great opportunity because I can imagine how important it's going to be to make the right kinds of contacts as you enter into this journey. You're going to want to form masterminds. You're going to want to form friend connections. You're going to want to seek out people that you need because you don't have the the experience. Maybe you're creative, but maybe you need a technical person or maybe you're technical and you need marketers. So we're going to make it easy to find all those people at this conference. The other thing that I'm really excited about is the speaker lineup. I'm intentionally going slow 
And I got to tell you, I am developing a killer lineup of speakers. Every speaker will do solo presentations. I've decided I'm completely opposed to panels. They're boring as heck. I want people who can stand up there and present and teach. And that's what's going to be different about this event. You won't want to miss this. So grab your discount tickets while they're still discounted by visiting CryptoBizCon.info. And by the way, thank you for listening to you know the story. I'm going to keep sharing kind of what I'm learning as I'm putting on an event in a brand new space because it is, it is pretty nuts. All right, getting back to the only NFT projects that I feel really close and committed to are these two. Now, I'm going to mention these two, and one of them you might be familiar with and the other one you might not be familiar with. One of them is really big. One of them is not very big. But I'm going to tell you they each have done essentially the same thing that has gotten me to feel really intimately connected to these projects. First of all, it's not the Bored Ape Yacht Club. I mentioned I own a mutant ape. It was the single most expensive NFT I ever bought, but I feel no connection to the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. I just don't. I'm not going to make it my profile picture. I know that it's going to go up in value over time, but I see it as nothing more than an investment. I don't see it as belonging to a community. So the first of the two that I'm going to mention is Moonbirds. Moonbirds is probably one you've heard of because they're in the top 10 of all-time NFT projects, and I did a special episode on them. That's the one that probably won't surprise you that I feel a lot of affinity towards. And the other one is the Bulls and Apes Project. And you heard me interview Manny Coates on this very podcast episode before he actually launched Now, I'm going to explain what these two projects have done and what we can learn from each of them. And this is really important because what they're doing is not rocket science, but none of the other projects that I'm part of are really doing it the way that these folks are doing it. So first of all, as I mentioned earlier, we are in a downturn. And what this means typically is when you're in a downturn, you have a lot of people flipping out and selling the collection below the floor at the cheapest possible price, just trying to get their money back. But the upside to a downturn is you also have a lot of new people coming into collections because maybe it was too expensive. Like I could not afford to get in to the Board Ape Yacht Club until the Mutant Apes got relatively reasonable and the price of ETH got really inexpensive and I was able to get one a really good one for what I thought was a fair price. So if you have in a downturn new people coming in and all your energy is focused just on the launch, but there isn't that really awesome community development that's going on in perpetuity, then what's going to happen is people are going to flip in and out of the collection. You want them to actually feel ownership and feel committed to the collection. So these two collections, what they really, really do well is they are excellent in their communication. Now, the challenge in the world of Web3 is that the community is almost exclusively developed inside of Discord groups and on Twitter. And what this means is that most of these NFT collections, they're not collecting emails, they're not collecting phone numbers, and frankly, they don't even have a way of communicating with their customers, quote unquote, because you can go on OpenSea today and buy an NFT and there's no way anybody's going to know who you are. 
because there isn't a communication layer really well built into this. Someone would have to go on NFT, look at your profile and see whether you've even attached your Twitter or website address and track you down. It's super inefficient. So the challenge that you have right now is that a lot of people that are in the collection need to utilize the resources that are most available to them, which in this case is Discord and Twitter. So how in the world do you get people activated when you don't have their email address and you don't have their phone number, you can't text them, and all you got to work with is Twitter and also Discord? Well, I will tell you that there's something special these two communities do, but they leverage heavily Discord and Twitter to do what I'm about to share with you. Both of these communities have really excellent communication inside of Discord. In the case of Moonbirds, they come out with really detailed announcements in Discord, letting everyone know what exactly is going on. And those are written announcements. In the case of Bulls and Apes, they have a very active different Discord channels and they're always super communicative inside of Discord. But the challenge with Discord is it's only going to connect you so far to the community because it's just the written word. And if you're like me, you belong to a bunch of Discord communities and it's impossible to keep up with everything that these groups are doing. There is something that both of these communities do and they use Discord and Twitter to drive people to this experience that I'm about to talk about. And every single week, like clockwork, at the exact same time, they do what I'm about to share with you. And what they really do is they create live audio content on Twitter spaces every single week. And it's really fascinating what they do. The Moonbirds have this weekly one-hour meeting on Fridays. I can't remember exactly what time it is off the top of my head, but I think it's like noon Pacific or something like that on Fridays. And they call it the Parliament. And the Bulls and Apes, every Tuesday night, they do something called Tokenomics Tuesday. Now, I'm going to get into exactly how they do what they do. But the first thing that's really important is they promote the heck out of the fact that they do these every single week at the same time. So they're constantly sharing it on Twitter, getting active members of their community to retweet it, sharing it inside of the Discord and any other channels that they've got at the communication because they know that if they can get someone to spend time passively listening or possibly even raising their hand and actively participating in a live Twitter space, it's going to create an amazing, amazing connection with the community. So let me start with what the Moonbirds do. And the Moonbirds basically, every Tuesday, they get three employees, Kevin Rose, another guy, and then a gal. And they talk about exactly what's happened and what's about to happen. So Kevin Rose is developing some really cool stuff. And as of today, July 20th, they just dropped the art for their Oddities collection, which is their collaborative collection with Gremlin. That's some exciting stuff that's been going on. So for example, last week they were talking about the fact that they were going to be dropping that art today. Of course, they talk about all sorts of other things, but typically they'll spend about 30 minutes talking about updates and then they'll spend the rest of the time just taking people up on stage and answering literally any question. And it's really fun. I tend not to be able to listen live, but I tend to definitely listen to the playback. 
because what's really cool is it's almost like a podcast. You know, if you use your Twitter app, you can put your phone in lock and you can just listen to it while you're driving or whatever. Thousands of people tune in to the Moonbirds Parliament. Now, the Moonbird community is quite large. I think they have like six or 7,000 people that own Moonbirds. And I don't know how many thousands own the oddities. So they've got a pretty big collection and they are definitely considered blue chip in the minds of a lot of people. Okay, let's talk about what the Bulls and Apes Project is doing. And by the way, I have to disclose, none of this is financial advice, okay? I'm sharing with you collections that I've invested in, but I'm sharing things that I've learned. And it doesn't mean you should go out and buy these NFT investments. My hope is instead that you're just going to learn from this. Now, what the Bulls and Apes have done is really absolutely fascinating. The Bulls and Apes Project is a lot more complex of a project than what the Moonbirds are doing. Simply said, they have 10,000 bulls and they have about just shy of 2,000 holders of those bulls. And a lot of people hold multiple bulls. And the reason they hold multiple bulls is because they have developed kind of a game ecosystem where every day your NFTs generate tokens. And those tokens can be used to actually create NFTs. And some of those NFTs and tokens can be combined to create really rare NFTs. And it's very much based on time and strategy. It's kind of fun and kind of cool. I definitely am one of the larger holders um, in the project just because I had a chance to meet them. As many of you might have heard, I had a chance to meet Manny at NFT LA and got a chance to really spend a lot of time with the team and understand what they're doing. So what's really cool about their project is um, the tokenomics side of it requires a lot of strategy and a lot of thinking. So every single Tuesday, they have what they call tokenomic Tuesday with one of their staffers who's known as Tank Man. And every Tuesday he gets on there and he answers questions about how to do the tokenomics. And while he's up there, he takes general questions about just about anything, like when they're about to drop their next project and every conceivable question you can imagine. And what's really cool is they're also monitoring the Discord group to see if anybody has questions inside the Discord group, and they're answering those questions live. Now, they'll go for more than an hour. Sometimes they'll go an hour and a half. But I have come up on the stage multiple times because I've had questions about lots of things. And um, what's really cool about both of these situations is the fact is that it's live and the fact that you can raise your hand and come up and ask questions of these projects. And what I think is most exciting is when you actually choose to participate in these spaces and learn about what these projects have planned, and some of them have to be very careful about what they share because they don't want to disclose too much, but it makes you more bullish on the project. It makes you want to hold longer, right? And there's nothing that is not fair game in both of these situations. Both of these projects take questions that are not easy, that are difficult questions to answer. It really just makes people want to delist their NFTs and hold on to them because they believe in the long-term vision of what the project is going, going on with, right? So this is the key. This is the key to developing a really loyal community is to have live experiences in Twitter spaces. And we at Social Media Examiner have been um, experimenting with this um, as of this recording, I'm about to do my third space, which is on Wednesday, July 21st. And we do them every Thursday at five Pacific, eight Eastern. 
And this space is going to be me and Heather Parody. And we're going to talk about how to analyze an NFT project from an analytics perspective to see whether or not it's even a good project to get involved with. And I'm going to talk about, because I'm very analytical, I'm going to talk about the tools that I use and the way that I do what I do to try to determine whether I should or shouldn't get involved with a project. And we're going to take questions live. And, you know, we've been doing this. This will now be the third one that we've done. And we're getting hundreds showing up live and sometimes thousands listening to the playback. And, um, and I think it's kind of fun and I'm learning, you know, from these other projects that are doing spaces. And I'm also going back in my head to when I used to do clubhouse stuff, cause I was very active on clubhouse and I'm like, this is a great way to really develop amazing connections. And I'll tell you what's happening as a guy that's doing this. What I'm seeing happen is I'm seeing regular faces start showing up. I'm seeing people that I know are going to be uh, more active members of the community. I'm getting to know them better. They're getting to know me better. And it's actually developing a deeper connection, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Now, there is one other thing that both Moonbirds and Bulls and Apes have done to really develop a loyal community. And it's a little more expensive than what I've just been talking about, but they've been heavily involved with events. When I was at NFT NYC in New York City, I got a chance to go to a really big Moonbirds party. Now, it was massive, okay? I don't know how many people were in there, but it was at least a 1,000 people. So big, there was no chance I was going to even know which person was Kevin Rose or even find Kevin. But I was there long enough to have great connections with people, have conversations while I was standing in line getting free merch and stuff. And they invested heavily into creating an experience, a real experience at a conference. Now, I also have met the Bulls and Apes Project founders at multiple different conferences, and I've spent a lot of time with them. I've gotten a chance to ask them questions. I've gotten a chance to break bread with them, you know, and I think this is like the next level, right? You think about how in spaces you get a chance to talk to people and hear from people and hear their unedited, unfiltered way that they interact with live people. But when you go to physical events, you get a chance to actually make real connections. And that is where stuff happens. That's where magic happens. That's why I hope to see you at the Crypto Business Conference. I have used my methods, my relationship building methods with the podcast and with going to conferences to recruit really awesome people that have committed to come and share their wisdom with you and stick around and have conversations with you and to get off the stage and really help you transition into this new space, this new world of Web3. I encourage you to grab your tickets. Go to CryptoBizCon.info and get your discount tickets. I really hope to meet you there. I do think this is going to be the only year where it's going to be a small event because I'm sure over time this thing is going to get massive. And just imagine how cool it would be to be able to say, I had a chance to meet so-and-so before they blew up, or I had a chance to sit across the table and, and eat lunch with some of these project founders and really get inspired to do whatever it is you've been envisioning to do. If you like this kind of stuff, would you let me know? I'm going to share a little bit more about how to connect with me in just a second. Now, this is not a traditional podcast. This is a bonus episode, so there's not going to be any show notes. But I want to encourage you, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, normally I do really detailed interviews, and I would really encourage you to subscribe slash follow the show so that you don't miss any of our future content because I can tell you I've got world-class people coming on the show to share stuff that is going to blow your mind. And 
I want to ask this of you. Would you please help me get the word out about this show? You can share it on Instagram. I'm at Stelsner. Or you can share it on Twitter. I'm at Mike underscore Stelsner. S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R. And also, you can DM me on either one of these platforms. I'd love to know what do you think about the podcast in general. Right now, this is a small show. I hope to make it a big show. And with your help, maybe we can get a lot more people listening. So thank you so much for listening. This brings us to the end of the Crypto Business Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, aka Mike Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may Web3 continue to change your world. See you next time. The Crypto Business Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. The information provided in the Crypto Business Podcast is provided solely for educational purposes. Do not treat what you hear as investment, trading, or financial advice. Do your own research. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.